Lekutah Sichas, volume 21, the first Sich of Tetzaveh. This is the bottom line, and the title is When Moses Becomes Nameless. So the Balaturim tells us on this week's Torah portion that Moses has not been mentioned by name in this portion, the only portion since the story of the birth of Moses until the end of the five books of Moses. Being that he had said to God that he should erase his name from his book, as we see in Exodus, it says, And now if you will forgive their sin, but if not, erase me, please, from your book which you have written. Now, although Moses had said this conditionally, if you forgive their sin, but if not, we have a rule that a curse of a sage, even if uttered only as something conditionally, is taken by God at face value. So, number one. Seemingly, it would be appropriate that this should happen in the portion after Moses said that and not in the portion before. Now, albeit one may say, to the contrary, being that Moses used the past tense of which you have written, however, Rashi clearly defines the words from your book from the entire Torah. Nevertheless, we can say that we have a rule that a curse of a sage only applies to that which already existed before the condition takes place and not upon that which comes into existence only after the condition had already taken place. Be it as it may, hence we must say that there is a specific connection between Moses had not met, what has not been mentioned by name and the content of in this portion. What is the connection between the two? Beyond just the correlation that this portion is usually read on the week of Moses' passing, which is the seventh of Adar. Question number two. While Moses has not been mentioned by name in this portion, nevertheless, A, and you shall command the children of Israel, which is the name of the entire portion, is talking to and was then fulfilled by Moses. B, the Kliyokar tells us, and you, this refers to the essence of the quiddity of Moses, which is far deeper than his name. Only a soul in a body has a name, while prior to this, the soul itself has no name, which is just for others to call him by. Now, let us understand the depths of Moses' request. Erase me, please, from your book, which you have written. Rashi says, the entire Torah. Moses' entire beingness is Torah. As our sages say, Moses, and it shall be called by his name. As the verse of Malachi says, remember the, ter- the Torah of Moses, my servant, because he devoted his life to it. It is called by his name. So now, one, why would Moses endanger his entire being and for those who had sinned with the golden calf? And secondly, what is the connection between the two, Moses' name being erased and the idolatrous sin of the golden calf? And we can't say that Rashi's so that they will not say about me that I was unworthy, um, unworthy to beg mercy for them means that at the time when Israel is facing annihilation, Moses is worried about himself or what people would say of him? Now, the explanation. Rashi tells us Moses is Israel and Israel is Moses, so much so that even when Moses is upon Mount Sinai in heaven and learning with God, nevertheless, even then, when Israel is down here and commit the sin of idolatry, Moses is affected. And God said to Moses, go descend, as Rashi explains, descend from your greatness for your people have acted corruptly. Moses' oneness with Israel is even greater than Moses' oneness with the Torah.
For just as with God, even though by God he says, I, my essence, in my writing, the Torah, have I placed, and nevertheless God's oneness with Israel is greater, as our sages teach us that Israel preceded the Torah, so too, and because of this, it is so by Moses and by every Rebbe as well. Their connection to the fellow Jew is greater than their connection to even the Torah. Therefore, one, Moses' sacrifice for Israel is greater than his, quote, he devoted his life to it, the Torah, end quote. And secondly, this self-sacrifice and unity is for every Jew, including the idolatrous sinner, being that this unity and self-sacrifice of Moses is greater than Moses' devotion to the Torah, for, as the Talmud says, even if one sins, he is, Rashi says, upon him is the holiness of Israel, and Moses is therefore one with him. This is the meaning of, and now if you forgive their sin, but if not, that means if the sin of the golden calf is so catastrophic that the Torah does not allow for forgiveness, erase me now from your book, then remove from me from your book so that my Moses' essence bond with Israel be revealed and not be covered by my connection to the Torah. And through this, the essence bond between God and Israel becomes revealed in which you forgive their sin, after which the bond between Israel and the Torah can now be reestablished. We can now see why the erase me from your book manifested itself specifically in the portion of and you shall command, tetzaveh, command the children of Israel. Now the word tetzaveh, like the word mitzvah, is also from the terminology of tzafsa, to connect and bond together as one. Thus, the mystical meaning of the verse is, and you, the essence of Moshe, shall bond as one the children of Israel. However, on the level of a name, even the highest of the, by five names is she, the so-called, Moses is limited by the forgiveness rules of the Torah and cannot forgive the idolatrous sinner of the golden calf. For, as Nachmanides says, the entire Torah are names of the Holy One, blessed be he. Thus, on his name level, Moses could not fulfill the you shall bond as one, the children of Israel, including the idolatrous sinner, all as one. It is only through the and you, essence of Moses, which is bound as one with the you, essence of God, that Moses can bond as one all the entire children of Israel. This is the connection of and you, essence of Moses, to the directive of the verse. And they shall take to you, Moses, pure oil, pure olive oil crushed for lighting to kindle the lamps continuously. Now, even though it is Aaron and not Moses who kindles the lamps of the menorah, why bring the oil to, Mo to Moses? Aaron can only kindle Israel when they are being lamps, as in the verse in Proverbs, for a commandment is a lamp and the Torah is light. It is only through, and they shall take to you the essence of Moses, who being the Rebbe of the generation, and therefore is the one to bond as one, the children of Israel, influencing upon every Jew, having the essence of every Jew, every soul revealed. Likewise, 
The theme of this Torah portion, the initiation of Aaron and his sons becoming Kohanim, must all be done through Moses, as the verse states at the very onset of the process. And you, Moses, bring near to yourself your brother Aaron and his sons with him. Being that Aaron and his sons are all about being Kohanim and about the sacredness of the tabernacle, therefore of their own they could tend only to those who are servants of God. However, through Aaron and his sons becoming Kohanim through and you, Moses, bring near to yourself, the Kohanim are now able to tend to all of Israel, including the simplest of all. This explains why it is only after the initiation of Aaron and his sons that the Torah commands us of the incense altar, when seemingly belonged in the previous portion, together with the rest of the vessels of the tabernacle. However, it is specifically in the service of the incense upon this altar, the inner altar resembling the inner essence of the heart and soul, that Aaron needs to, I quote from the Talmud, any fast that does not include the participation of some of the sinners of the Jewish people is not a fast, as the spell, as the smell of galbanum is foul, and yet the verse listed with the ingredients of the incense. So therefore we see that in the incense is the specific service that even the sinners have to be included. And this reveals itself primarily in the service, at the service of Yom Kippur. As stated at the closing of our portion, I quote the verse, and Aaron shall make atonement upon it, the inner altar, horns, the protruding corners. Once a year, Yom Kippur, he shall effect atonement upon it for your generations. The lesson of all of the above. Moses teaches us the level of self-sacrifice that we must have for every Jew, even if they do not resemble the likeness of, and you shall love your fellow as yourself. This self-sacrifice must go as far as for he of whom God says, whoever has sinned against me, him I will erase from my book. For Moses responds to God and he says, and I shall remain in this book so that they will not say about me that I was unworthy because I did not want to, to beg mercy for them. And this is how Israel will learn to behave for generations? No, I must teach and empower Israel of all generations to have self-sacrifice for every Jew and to be, quote, one who loves the creatures and draws them close to Torah.